Welcome to TMI, a podcast by Henry Ford Allegiance Health. Here we are in the studio again, Tim. I'm feeling active, ready. Yeah, we've been doing our uh, challenges, right? Yeah. Staying moving. Yeah, the only thing that keeps me from doing my challenges is when I hurt myself. <laughs> That's not a good thing, Dave. You know, it's I get about half the challenge done and then, you know, I can't move my neck at all or... Or you overexert yourself and yep. you know don't stretch properly or whatever you're supposed to do. Yeah, this is this is hard to actually look at you right now. Yeah, <laughs> your neck still hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, too many push-ups. Well, it's a good thing we have some people here that can help you with that. Really, we do. Who uh, we, have? we have our new sports medicine program starting or clinic at Henry Ford Allegiance Health. And yeah, we have Dr. Joseph Medlin and Ryan Rompel, our athletic trainer there. Welcome, so, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. So sports medicine, I know we've had some athletic trainers in schools, but we have a clinic now. And can you kind of explain for, you know, a lot of people, we're not, I guess, the Jackson area. We haven't had a sports medicine clinic. How does it kind of all go together with like pain management, with orthopedics, with all those different practices? Where does sports medicine fit in? Yeah. So sports medicine is a total team approach. Um, so it fits in with everything. Um we do have athletic trainers in the schools like you talked about mm -hmm. and uh, really uh, they're a good extender of what we do as far as sports medicine physicians. Um, Ryan here is my athletic trainer so he is in touch with the trainers in the schools whether it's the high schools or the colleges and it, we really have a good streamlined approach to providing athletes with care um, whether it's through the ER direct access or getting them into my clinic or Dr. Brewer's clinic or Dr. Walper's clinic. Um, so it is a team approach. Um, sports medicine uh, is really, you know, the management and treatment of muscle skeletal injuries, um, whether it's a chronic injury or an acute injury, uh, sport related or non-sport related. Um, we, uh, you know, are, are fellowship trained and board certified in sports medicine to handle those uh, conditions. Okay. And, and you mentioned, you know, whether it's sports, a sports injury or a non-sports injury, because I think a lot of people hear sports medicine. So that's just for, for athletes. Right. I, and when I say athletes, I think in mm -hmm. most people's head, probably Dave and mine is like, you're in college, you're playing at a high level. Right. This is where I would go. Is that the case or? So we are there to treat the whole athlete. So everybody, um, not just a an athlete in the schools, uh, but the weekend warrior, the, um, you know, the, the grandmother or somebody that's, is having a hard time moving around or picking up their grandchild. Um, mm. so anything that will, uh, get people moving and functional and pain-free, uh, that's what we're there to help treat. And I, and I think the, the highlight, one big point is the high school athlete or the college athlete that we have the athletic trainers out at the school, that's actually a small chunk of our patient load. Um, a lot of them, like Joe said, are those weekend warriors that are out running a 5K or doing their challenges and notice, ooh, that doesn't quite feel right. Um, so I, yes, he's a sports medicine doctor. Yes, we work with at fairly active people, but it's not always, um, it's not always that at super high athlete or that, that athlete that's in um, a high level of competition. Gotcha. Mm. So me, when I go play soccer once a week and don't run or stretch properly, that's usually <laughs> the people you're seeing. Yeah, some of them. Some, <laughs> some of them, yeah. Um, so with with the high school kids or with college students, I mean, I know that you said it's a small part, but I guess what injuries do you see, you know, that come to you? Like, what's what's a common thing that, or a common theme that you see? And I guess is it seasonal? I know 
Everybody totally likes- seasonal. Ryan, I think you could talk a little bit about this. Um, yeah, so right now we're wrapping up high school football. Um, and, I mean, you look at just kind of what the sports dictate. Football, it's a high-impact sport. So we've seen concussions, fractures, um, just the generic ankle sprain sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think it is a lot of seasonal stuff. Now that we're slowly transitioning to wrestling, um, we're going to have a lot more skin stuff, uh, skin, um, um, not injuries, but skin pathologies will be in the office. So it's definitely <laughs> Gross um, skin stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it yeah, it, it definitely is somewhat of a seasonal trend, but um, you always have those typical ankle sprains that come through or knee injuries. Um, so, yeah, it, I would say it's somewhat seasonal, but at the same time, it's um, definitely uh, definitely not so, so super mm-hmm. seasonal, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And so just to give a little background about Ryan. He's been in the high school setting, the college setting as an athletic trainer, the Olympic setting as an athletic trainer. And now he's my physician extender, so he'll be in the office with me. But he'll also go to the sidelines or he has already gone to the yeah. sidelines with me. Uh, providing care right there for um, our schools, uh, whether it's high school or college kids. So that's awesome. And then I guess now that you know, I mentioned this earlier, but you know, that's Ryan's background. Can you give me a little bit of your background, Dr. Medlin? Yeah. So um, I did my residency in family medicine, and then I did a year training in uh, sports medicine. So uh, to specialize as a primary care sports medicine physician. Um, and before that, even going back uh, in college, I did exercise physiology was my major. Mm-hmm. I also ran an exercise physiology lab for a couple of years while I was doing graduate school at the University of Nevada. And um, yeah, so kind of being around sports and athletic injuries has been ingrained in me since yeah. a young age. And um, I'm just super happy to be here in the community of Jackson to uh, provide care to something I'm very passionate about. Um, so I, I've been doing these challenges. We have this like challenge group, uh, through Facebook here. And I kind of alluded to it earlier in the intro. Like I was like doing push ups, and I don't know if I slept wrong or what, but like I totally had this back thing recently <laughs> and I went to the walk-in clinic. Is that kind of like a thing that you guys would do something like that? If you hurt yourself working out or pull something? Absolutely. Acute, uh, injuries, chronic injuries, all of that. Um, you know, you would call the office and, uh, you know, our goal is to have Ryan kind of triage these things and say like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to get them in today or tomorrow or, or in a week or whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just to give, um, you know, the clinic a good workflow as right. well. And we have, you know, more, I have more tools in my tool bag now to do, uh, things in the clinic with having Ryan there. So if you did have a back injury or something and, you know, we could do some manipulation in the in the clinic with Ryan. You oh, know, yeah. he's trained on certain modalities that just opens my clinic up to help uh, help even more people. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I went to the walk-in and there wasn't too much they could do except for just be like, hopefully it gets better. <laughs> Here's yeah. some antibiotics. Yeah, well, I mean, that <laughs> kind of brings it up there. Like, how do we know, you know, mm-hmm. so if we're sore or if we've injured something? I guess, is there any kind of indicators or anything that, I mean, just generally rule of thumbs that, you know, we could know if it's like, oh, you need to go see somebody or you just worked out a little too hard and your muscles a little bit sore. Yes, that's a that's a very fine line, definitely, to yeah. uh, to to walk, because 
Um, and even like in the high schools, you know, we, we deal with this on the sidelines. Well, is this kid hurt or is he injured? Like, should he be out or not out? And like, um, usually kind of time will tell. And if it's very serious, like you can't walk, like you should probably see somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if, you know, if that pain's just not going away in a couple of days or, uh, with some stretching, then you should probably come in and, and see, see yeah, somebody. And- Dr. Medlin talked about acute versus chronic, which in the non-medical world, that means newer injuries versus older injuries. Um, and I, the nice thing about having athletic trainers at the high schools and in the college settings is that you get to develop and know your athlete a little bit more, know your patient more. Hmm. Um, I think sports medicine is a really unique niche in healthcare because how many times do you see your physician or you see a physical therapist um, on a weekly basis, whereas an athletic trainer, even when we go out to the colleges and high schools, you're seeing your patient almost every day or a couple times a week. So I, I think you definitely develop different relationships than you would with your normal primary care physician or necessarily that walk-in clinic that you might go two or three times a year when you have a sniffler or a cold mm-hmm. um, or a back, a back injury or something like that. So it's definitely... Um, a hard question to answer, I think, but at the same time, knowing and developing that uh, sense of uh, awareness in your own body is perfect when it comes to deciding whether that's one of those, oh, did I just work out too hard or did I actually hurt myself? Yeah. Yeah, especially for the people who are just starting to get back into it again. It's been years, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely Not a, a transition. <laughs> You'll Not get used to it, Dave. performance, yeah. <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get there. Slow and steady. <laughs> Slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. So is there anything that individuals or athletes can do to kind of maybe help prevent some of the injuries that, the most common injuries that, that you would see in the clinic? I think the biggest, um, the biggest thing comes down to proper equipment, um, whether you don't think about it, but shoes are also a proper equipment that we wear every day. Mm-hmm. Um, shoulder pads, helmets, all that type of stuff, but also... Um, proper technique when you're doing your push-ups at home or if you're doing your if yeah. you're picking up boxes off the floor um, I think those are two major um, major things you can do uh, right off the get-go um, even goes down to tying your shoes to make sure you don't fall over um, <laughs> but I, I think those are some of the biggest things you can do to prevent injuries but also taking care of yourself and listening to your body whether it is ooh, I'm having some pain while doing this lift or I'm walking down the street and Maybe I'm not walking necessarily the right way, but it's um, I think it's a multidimensional approach to um, injury prevention and um, kind of preventing that stuff. As you said, tying your shoes, I looked down and Tim's shoes are untied. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not running anything in these, by the way. <laughs> uh-huh. these, are, these are work shoes. I'm not going out for a jog. You're going up and down the stairs. Though. Yeah, right. employee health might not appreciate that. I took the well. elevator. Okay. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Right. Yeah, no, I, I do tie my shoes properly. Trust me. <laughs> I always do mm-hmm. uh, when I'm running. So yes. I'm, I'm good there. Good. Um, <laughs> oh, you threw me off now. <laughs> I had a question. So like, you know, working with, I guess, can I think about like training and working um, when you're exercising or working on a program mm-hmm. or something? Can If somebody kind of tweaks something, would they, how does that work? I mean, would they come in and see you once? I guess what's a typical, you know, a typical progression yeah Yeah. like when somebody comes into the sports medicine clinic yeah so um how we've kind of started to design the clinic and really we're we're hitting the ground running right now because we're already getting pretty um pretty busy so um ryan will go in take the history um 
do an exam, kind of uh, triaging and helping me to kind of focus in on what uh, the real problem may be. And I'll go in and do the exam. And maybe it's something that uh, Ryan puts them through a program and says, hey, here's uh, X, Y and Z to do over the next couple of weeks or we get them into physical therapy, which is also uh, a nice luxury we have down the hall in our um, in our clinic. Um, and then I'll, I'll typically see them back in a month, six weeks, two months, depending on what, or maybe in a week, uh, depending on what the injury may be and then, um, follow up and see how they're doing. Yeah. And I think we're real lucky. Um, this being, uh, or Henry Ford Allegiance health, all of our, our sports medicine team, if you want to say, whether it's physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, speech, sports all, medicine, so, surgeon. Yeah. We're all on kind of the same floor. Uh, which kind of makes a hectic work environment, but it's great because if we need to, we can walk a patient down to PT right after their visit if if they're able to do that, if we can get them in right away. So I, I think it's, we call it the sports medicine team, but it's really a multi-dimensional and an interprofessional team that we have. Um, and I, I think we're kind of blessed to have that here at Henry Ford. Um, which makes it which makes it great, even if it's our friends over in Detroit um, that we might not be able to give the best care possible here to our patient, but we're able to find those resources, um, kind of rally the troops around um, around that patient and kind of get them back to their goals. Yeah, we have a lot of support from Detroit and um, and it's it's nice to be able to have that kind of backup if you need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's my understanding it's everything's growing with the sports medicine, you know, in Detroit and here we're just, you know, we, we keep, um, I guess, obviously adding a clinic and just, mm-hmm. it's there's more options and more availability to to patients to us. Yeah. Just weekend warriors. So that's awesome. Is there anything else you'd like people to know about what you guys do or um, just somebody who's out in the community? What's a normal thing that they could just interact with you guys with or? A simple thing that they could do um i think uh i guess talking more about our capabilities in the clinic might mm-hmm. be a good thing um uh, sports medicine in general like you've said is evolving and it's growing um with that i think primary care sports medicine docs like myself have been really leading the charge in uh, muscle skeletal ultrasound and that's something i was highly trained in my fellowship uh to do so not just, um, you know, ultrasound is not just a modality for looking at a cute baby on a monitor, uh, but um, we could use that as a, as a very point-of-care tool in the clinic to diagnose uh, or treat muscle skeletal injuries mm. or conditions or, you know, um, I, I use it a lot for injections just to, you know, I know the literature says that if I use an ultrasound and I'm trained in the ultrasound, my... Uh, accuracy of my injections into a joint or mm-hmm. uh, into a tendon sheath or whatnot is close to 100%. Whereas if you're just using anatomical landmarks, um, you know, you're depending on where you're injecting closer mm-hmm. to more like 70%. And yeah. so um, I think, you know, knowing that we have the capabilities uh, to use ultrasound in our clinic, and I'm not the only one using it. Uh, Dr. Brewer, my partner is as well. Um, and she's PM&R, but also sports medicine trained as well. You want to um, explain what PM&R means? Okay, yeah. She's physical <laughs> medicine and rehab. Um, so that's what her residency was. And then she did uh, her fellowship in sports medicine as well. Hmm. Um, so she um, you know, has a l- little bit different um, 
training than I do, um, which is great because we complement each other well. Um, and it just opens our clinic up to even more and more patients. So, um, but talking again about ultrasound, so other ultrasound guided techniques or, or modalities we can do in the clinic are, are pretty vast and it's still growing. Uh, we will be, um, starting up some regenerative medicine stuff, which is also something that's another conservative approach to um, muscle skeletal injuries or, or orthopedic problems and uh, doing platelet-rich plasma and 10X and uh, bone marrow aspirate cell injections and things like that. It's really wow. a cool, cool field and sports medicine is growing and innovating constantly and we're, um, we're staying up with it and providing that to the Jackson community, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's, um, so we've only, we've been up and running for what? A month. A month so. now, maybe a month and a half. Um, and our tool bag is just getting larger. Our tool belt keeps getting larger and larger and larger um, to service our patients like you guys. Um, and it, it's kind of counterintuitive. Um, we, we hopefully can return our patients back to a level, a better level of function before they came to see us. Um, and I think it's, um, it's great having our athletic trainers out in the community, um, working with our high school athletes. And frankly, those are some of the best, um, best relationships our health or healthcare organization is going to have with anybody. Um, and they're just not out there for, uh, back when I worked in a high school, you were there for the teachers, you were there for friends, mm-hmm. you were there for family members. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, it's great to have those working relationships with our patients. Um, and that only adds to our tool bag of, um, kind of as my, in my job is kind of the go in between, between the, our folks out in the community and, uh, Dr. Medlin and kind of our sports medicine team. Um, which I, I think is just great and it, we're only expanding. So I, it's, it's going to be great to see where we are in another month. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's pretty awesome. And it's great to see you guys out at like the games and like just out in the community, like connecting with people, being there. Yeah. That's a, that's a fun part of our job is definitely yeah. being out there. Um, uh, but it's also given a good backup for our athletic trainers. They're highly, highly trained in, uh, triaging emergency situations on the sidelines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I can't speak for Ryan, but as a trainer, does it make any difference when a physician's there? Uh, it, I think it helps add some reassert, reassert. Oh my gosh. I can't even talk, uh, reassurance. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it adds some reassurance. Um, and also I, it's great to have somebody that as an athletic trainer, our skill set is pretty vast. Um, but there's certain things that we can't do just due to state laws and practice acts and stuff like that. And where that ends, I mean, we have someone that picking it right up. Um, so it's just providing a better service, a better, um, better health care overall. And we have a continuance of care. And, I, I, and yes, we see him on Friday night. And yes, it's cold and it's great to see him there. But when you get him in the office, sometimes that um, that whole eval process and everything takes on a new life and you get to see that patient interact with them. And I, uh, I'm thinking back, we, we saw a patient in our office last week and then we saw him again on Saturday and we saw him again um, out on a football field. So it's, it's great to continue those relationships with the patients. Um, and it's great to see them back out on the field and make mm. a big hit or make a crucial play or um, kind of 
whatever their goals are, getting them into achieving that. I take a lot of pride in that, and I am sure yeah. Dr. Medlin does as well. Yeah, not just um, not just our athletes reaching their goals, but the everyday weekend warrior and like uh, or um, the the child that's suffering from his uh, concussion from gym class or uh, grandma yeah. that is having a hard time lifting mm-hmm. uh, a grandbaby or, or whatnot. And, um, you know, our goal is to help our patients reach their goals. And, and that gives us a lot of motivation to continue doing our jobs well. Yeah. And sorry to kind of jump on this though. I know you mentioned concussions. We haven't talked a lot about it. You know, everybody hears about concussions and in football, I mean, they kind of mm-hmm. expect that. I, I guess, what's the? How are we dealing with it? How are we working with our athletes? I guess to address yeah. that, to address concussions. That's a great question. Um, and by the time this is probably published, there's going to be a new research <laughs> article and a new management probably. technique. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, but it's it, I, that's evolving. Um, and Joe and I constantly are researching new ways to um, treat those and get baselines and monitor symptoms and. Um, kind of the golden right now is a Buffalo um, protocol, which allows us to kind of see where and track where the athlete's level of function or that uh, the normal patient's level of function is um, when they first come see us. And that gives us um, kind of a guidance tool to um, progress them through the, the stages of recovery um, mm-hmm. going from there. So, yeah, concussion is quite is evolved constantly. And it used to be that, you know, you would wake kids up every two hours when they're trying to sleep after yeah. their concussion yeah. and make sure they're okay. But that all has been kind of debunked as a myth huh. and not really a thing. Um, the classic term is cocoon therapy, um, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, has been, I remember that in high school. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, that one I do remember. Yeah. So that's, that's, um, generally a myth, um, or it's, it's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, concussion, has you know we have a protocol with our athletic trainers that once they are symptom free um you know then they go through a general return to play progression for five days and um that's all guided by um by our our policies with our trainers at the schools um and if and we see them either in the training room. So we do go to the training rooms, um, like at Spring Using the word athletic trainer there, Joe. I know. Athletic trainer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's either guided by us and, uh, you know, Ryan and I kind of extending out to the the, uh, schools or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then they can progress with the athletic trainer as long as things are going okay. Um, I guess the biggest thing probably is each athlete's different. Yes. I mean, I, I know I've never had a concussion myself, but our niece, who is a cheerleader, it got dropped. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, it's not just football where you get concussions. I mean, that's, mm. you know, that's obviously the biggest one that people see. Um, but I know she I took her six to eight weeks to kind of get back to normal. Yeah, it's um, it's a especially a first time concussion. The younger you are, the longer uh, evidence says that it's going to take for you to recover. There's some cool stuff. And Ryan kind of alluded to the Buffalo protocol, but newer research is coming out that's saying, you know, we want to get these athletes moving soon. Um, even after a day or two of them being concussed and in a safe manner, whether it's, you know, just some aerobic exercise, definitely not contact Mm -hmm. uh, to prevent a re-injury to the head. But, um, newer research is coming out saying like, we want our, our kids to move safer, 
um, not lose their conditioning, but um, you know, exercise at a level that doesn't flare up their symptoms, uh, but uh, and something definitely guided. So that's what the Buffalo Protocol helps to achieve. Yeah, and it's so yeah, you kind of alluded to it. All concussions are different. All patients are different. Um, and even if it's um, a grandmother that was in a car accident, um, getting to the right doctors, like a sports medicine physician. Um, is is kind of crucial in that because yes, waking somebody up every two hours is great to make sure they're they're okay. But um, when sleep and uh, <laughs> the ability inability to sleep is one of the symptoms we track. When you're waking them up every two hours, it's kind of hard to intuitive. Uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. intuitive for it. But huh. um, getting in, kind of developing that relationship um, with the patient, I think, is definitely a big one to understand. Um, how and what we're going to do to best address the needs of that patient and that injury or that uh, pathology we're seeing. Awesome. Thank you guys. Cool. Yeah. It's great to know that like you guys are so into this and like helping people like perform their best, like the athletes out there, but then also that service is available to the community members who just, you know, are like us. (laughs) We're a little bit out of shape and do a little too much. (laughs) Yeah. That's basically what it comes down to. It's very cool. Definitely. So, yeah. So thanks for coming in today. And um, uh, I'm sure we'll have information about how to contact you guys on the website here. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Thank um, you for having us. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah. It's well, been fun.